This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Speaking with, some of y'all don't know who this man is, but Herb Baker. We go back to high school days, so that means he's high old school. too, like me, because I'm old too. <laughs> Everybody knows that I'm 50 years old, but brother, I'm 50. you walking around, where are you? Uh, I'm at Fondy, man. I'm at Fondy, working out. Uh, I got six kids in here. Uh, Josh. Uh, uh, Josh Ubezi, Josh Ubezi from Pride Forest, Jacob Hudson from uh, uh, what's that, Concordia Lutheran, Nathan Law from uh, Nathan and Aiden Law from uh, St. Thomas Episcopal, uh, Aaron Lewis and Aiden Lewis from uh, from uh, Shadow Creek. So we're here working, getting some shots up there, preparing for the weekend. We've been out on the hills, we've been at it for about about to be about two hours, so. You know, just getting that work in. Okay, for folks who don't know, give them a little about the background. Well, I, I've been, I was raised in this gym. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lifer. I, I, you know, uh, been playing the game a long time. We're shooting in the corners, fellas. We're shooting in the corners. Uh, you know, raised in this gym. Uh, Moses Malone was my basketball mentor, my far basketball father. Uh, we got one-on-ones, fellas. One-on-one, -on -one, king of the hill to seven. Three dribbles. Whatever. Come on. So, um, like I said, I you know, I HISD product. Um, we met at, I think we met at uh, High School for Engineering Professions. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then I transferred to Sam Houston. You know, once basketball became a lot more important, I grew to 6'6". Six, six and you know, I realized I had an opportunity to do something with basketball. I moved to Sam Houston. A um, lot less rigorous academic schedule. And it allowed me to focus more on basketball. Uh, I attended Baylor on a basketball scholarship in class of 1990. Uh, played for Coach Larry Peacher. Uh, went to Baylor, played for the, uh, Gene Iba. And uh, at the end, I played one year for Robert Moreland at Texas Southern. Uh, we went to the NCAA tournament, played against Duke. Uh, I was blessed to be Chevrolet player of the game that game. And after that game, I withdrew from college to pursue a professional career. I went and played in Italy that year. Uh, played really well, was second in the league in scoring, led the league in rebounding, applied to the draft, and uh, got a couple of tryouts, went to Chicago pre-draft camp. Had a couple of, cup of water in the league, mm -hmm. you know, 10 days here and there. But all in all, total, I played 17 years abroad in right? Europe, South America, and Asia. So, And for folks who are going to watch this, Herb is one of the people I lean on for questions about high school kids. Like, what is, who is this kid? What, tell me, give me a scouting report. So he, you are that guy. Yeah. You were one of my <laughs> sources of info. And people are like, how do you know all this? I've been around a, a long time. I don't know everything, mm -hmm. but I know people who I can go to. to know help me people out that, that can help. So we can all put it together. Your opinion, my opinion, a couple other guys, and we come up with. Yes, sir. Now, the six young men you're working out right now, um, they have D1 potential, D1 scholarship offers. What's the word on them? Yes, sir. Uh, Jacob Hudson just had a huge weekend this past weekend in uh, Indianapolis with RO9. They're on the, uh, the Under Armour circuit. Uh, he's playing really well. Uh, had a great C junior campaign for uh, what's that? Concordia Lutheran, 
Uh, he's a Division One player. He has a couple of offers. I'm not sure what schools, but he has a couple of offers. Uh, Josh Ubeji, uh he attended Legacy last year. He was a top 100 player, played last summer on the Under Armour circuit with the Houston Defenders. 6'6", do it all forward, can put it on the floor, guard bigger people, uh, make shots. Uh, he he's being he plays for Trey Young's team right now on the on the Adidas circuit, and he had a big coming off a big weekend, so he's you know in that conversation as well. Uh, Nathan Law from St. Thomas Episcopal, he's a top uh, sophomore in the state, and uh, he's the, he plays for my team, Team Swift. He's my best player. My you know he's okay. a consistent twenty five point a game score, six four. Do it all, God. You know, he's really good, really talented. His younger brother, he's a freshman at St. Thomas Episcopal, big time shooter. So these guys, you know, we're working at it. You know, they may not be Division One today or, you know, high level or whatever, but they definitely have the work ethic. They pass the eye test. And, you know, as long as you're playing the game and you're working and putting God first, everything. And the reason I'm talking to you today is just to get an intro for folks because we're going to try to do this a few more times this summer. Give me your thoughts on the job Coach Kelvin Sampson and the staff are doing at Houston, have done at Houston, and keep doing it. Hey, man. I, I mean, uh, you know, Kelvin Sampson came in, and it, it there was no way that guys from Houston, the top players of Houston, would consider going to that, going to the University of Houston. And that was a shame. Uh, the, the school, the university is big time, academically one of the best in the country, uh, and one of the greatest cities in the country. Uh, so, you know, my thing was always, we live in Houston. Why would a kid from Houston want to go to College Station mm -hmm. or even Waco or Lubbock or, you know, Lawrence, Kansas or Stillwater, Oklahoma? When we're in Houston, the facilities weren't there. Uh, Rice wasn't necessarily competitive enough for some of these guys. So uh, what Coach Sampson has done, he's came in, he's, he's uh, you know, got the, the alumni reacclimated to the program, he's reintroduced them to the program, uh, giving them a voice uh, to come in and speak about the history of what the program has been in the past. Uh, now they have the facilities to recruit with anyone in the country. Uh, their staff is their player development second to none. Their strength and conditioning is second to none, and they feed them boys like show horses. Yeah. You know, I True. walked over there. I walked. I walked over there one day uh, just to go for a little, just to walk around campus. Palau brought me in to show me the facility. Man, he fed me three, four times. Man, I, I'm just gonna walk through, so I know. You know, the way they the way they, they got snacks and all kinds of they feed them like show hogs over there, man. Yeah. So uh, you know, and then of course when you're affiliated with the Jordan brand, that recruits in itself. So what are your thoughts on Fertita Center compared to Hoffines? Man, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, we're all for the nostalgia, but Hoffines it, it had its day, but what they did to renovate it. See the Peter Center. There's not a bad seat in that in that. There's not a bad seat in that gym, and you know. So what, I, what? I really think that I really think that in the Big Twelve, they're going to have a, they're going to be able to recruit and compete year in and year out 
as long as that staff is in place and Coach Sampson, his coaching tree is going to be there, I think they're going to be a top 25, perennial top 25 program year in and year out. That was going to be my next question. What you thought the Big 12, the move to the Big 12 would do for the program? Huge move. Huge move. And, and those of us that know, we know why it took them so long to allow University of Houston to come yes. into the Big 12. We know. We know. That was OU and that was Texas. Yeah, we now know. that they're gone, now the University of Houston can come into the Big 12. Yeah. Let's, let's talk some Rockets, man, because I, I – I hinted at you. I didn't say your name in a, one of my, my last live stream because you and I had a recent chat about Jalen Green. So give me your thoughts on camera on Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green is a really talented player. I think he's going to be, a, he's gonna be a, a star in the league for a long time to come. But when you're when you're rebuilding, when you're rebuilding, I think that the opportunity to draft a player like Evan Mobley, seven feet, very young, skilled, uh, the guy could probably guard four positions on the floor. Uh, I, I just the opportunity to guard a seven foot guy with that, that pedigree and the, the potential that he has. I believe that the Rockets may have missed the boat in taking Jalen Green over Evan Moe. But either way, both programs, both teams, organizations got great players for the future. But I think for what the Rockets need here, I think he would have been a better fit. Saying that, what are your thoughts on Christian Wood? Christian Wood, I think he's a really good player for what he is. He's an undrafted free agent. Uh, I don't think you win a championship with Christian Wood being your 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 leading scorer and your lead maybe maybe your leading rebounder, but not your leading scorer. Um, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a big guy. Uh, when I play, it's about six eight and a half, about two fifty. And uh, you know, they told me I was too small to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I see a guy like Christian Wood. He's about 6'10, 195. <laughs> yeah. You know, so the game has changed a lot, true enough. But at the end of the day, it's, a, it's about bigger, stronger, faster. And with Evan Mobley, I see him being able to put on 30 pounds in the future. Christian Wood has already put on 30 pounds. So, yeah. you see what I'm saying? So, yeah. so in the long run, when you're talking about winning at a high level, is, is Christian Wood going to be the answer? Maybe, maybe not. I, you know, you have doubts just like I do. Okay. Yeah. Another slim, slim, skinny young man at Gonzaga, <laughs> Chet Holmgren. What are your thoughts on him? Again. I think Chet is really talented, but Chet is what seven one seven two, and Chet is probably one seventy five one eighty. Yeah, you know, he played a, 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 a with one of my guys on the U.S. team. 
uh, Kenneth Lawson Jr. Uh -huh. Kenneth Lawson Jr. falls on 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 Chet Holmgren. He breaks him in half. <laughs> you know, I mean, both of those guys are great players. We may be hearing some Kenneth Lawson Jr. news here soon. You may have mm -hmm. some insight on that. <laughs> no, no, no comment. Uh, no comment. Yeah. No comment. But we may be hearing some news soon. But I mean, when when you have a guy like Junior. He needs to tone his body down. He needs to tighten up. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to, to get him where you need him to be than it is to put 40 pounds on a guy like Chip and have him get acclimated to playing while carrying that weight. Right. We know he's talented now at the size he's at. But you can see even playing in the West Coast Conference, which isn't the toughest in the country, Physicality really bothered him. Mm -hmm. Guy, you know, guy may have been undersized, 6'6, 225, that put that muscle on him a little bit and, you know, put that hand on that hip and you can kind of guide him and make him go where you want him to go. You know, I mean, very talented, very talented. But for me, if I got the number one pick, I'm probably going to go with the guy from, from Duke. Paulo Bencaro, really? Okay. Paulo Bencaro. So, okay, if the Rockets get the number one pick, you think they should take Paulo Bencaro? Yes, because he's he's the guy that's going to make an impact right now. Okay. He's the guy that's going to make an impact and be able to get on the floor and give you productive minutes on a team that's trying to get in the playoffs. Those other guys, you bring them in, you, you, Jabari Smith, he's going to shoot more threes than the guards. Very talented player, very skilled, but he likes to shoot threes. And at 6'10, that ain't what I want from my guy. But you, know, you can't get an offensive rebound if you're standing from behind the three point line. That's a long run. You know, if you're playing at the elbow, yeah. If you're playing at the elbow, one step off of like the short corner, you can one big step and you're at the rim for the rebound. So, Herb, yeah. it's safe to say that uh, you're old school like me. Yeah. I, I have this thing, you know, uh, I, I'm like, uh, what would Jordan do? Not Jesus. What would Jordan do? <laughs> Jordan didn't have the shooting gun. Jordan didn't have the uh, the Max and all of that stuff. And he, was, he turned out pretty good. What would Jordan do? You know, he didn't shoot a lot of threes. He didn't have all the crazy hesitation dribbles and step backs and stuff, but that 15 footer was deadly. You know what I mean? The right. mid range game that they say they tell the kids not to take now. Jordan and Kobe did pretty well with that stuff. When you were training these kids now, are you te teaching them about mid range, old school, that kind of game? That's all we shoot at. We don't shoot. We don't shoot any threes. Everything is one dribble, two dribble, pull off, pull ups, uh, playing off pivots. Uh, you know, triple threat, rip through every time. Uh, stepping into the shot. You know, footwork. If you're dribbling left, you're finishing. You step into your shot right, left. If you're going right, it's left, right. Not hopping into the shot. You know what I mean? Just you know. We got these guys in the NBA running and traveling with the ball and doing double and triple step backs. 
you know, I, you know, it, it looks good when it's going in, but when it when it when it's not going in, it's Russell Westbrook, it's, it's James Harden. It looks good when it's you know what I mean, right? When it's going in, but when a guy's touching you and he doesn't want you to score, it doesn't look good. You 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 go from being James Harden to what he was here with the Rockets to being what he is now. Right. People are saying he doesn't care. People are saying it, you know, he's not as good or he's on the decline. James Harden has never been the best conditioned player, but he was True. always able to get off. You know what I mean? Now that they're not giving him all of those little cheap fouls that he's used to getting, the numbers don't look as good. The step back isn't going in as much. He's a little. He's lost a little of his step. Lost a little of his athleticism. You know, he's gotten older. Right. All the time is undefeated. Uh, Russell Westbrook, still a tremendous athlete. Never was a great decision maker. Never was a great shooter. Right. Now that he's lost a step. Now that he's losing his athleticism. The deficiencies are beginning to show more. And uh, you know, like I tell my kids. You know, the workouts we do, it's the same thing every day. I know it gets to be a bit redundant. I played in Europe for, for you know, more than a decade in just Europe. Two-a-day practice with Yugoslavian coaches, Baltic coaches. They're big on fundamentals. I wasn't a great shooter in high school. I became a better shooter. I was able to play with guys from the East Coast that could really handle the ball. I emulated what they did with the ball handle. I learned to become a better ball handler. I learned to really use my left hand. I learned Moses taught me about pivoting. Mm -hmm. God bless his soul. He taught me about pivoting off of both feet, playing out of the reverse pivot, learning to play low, uh, staying focused right, while you're handling the ball, staying focused, keeping your head up, seeing the rim. Just small things that made me a better player. And, you know, I wasn't, I was never the best player, but I was never the worst either. And, uh, I, I always played. I never was in a situation where I didn't play. Why? I played hard and I listened to the coach. I was never insubordinate with a coach on no level. Right. Because I played. Right. No need for me to get into it with the coach about anything. I'm, I'm cool. May not be satisfied with my minutes, but I'm playing. Right. So uh, I learned to be a good teammate. You know what I mean? Wasn't always the best teammate. Learned to be a good teammate. Share the ball as I got older. Uh, my, I lost some physical attributes, learned to share the ball more. And I think this is what um, I offer the kids. Um, you know, a perspective of a guy that was good at one point. And as I lost some things, I had to adjust my game. I wasn't going up blocking shots. I had to go back to my Baylor today, Gene Ivan, defense, taking charges. Mm -hmm. I learned to protect the basket by taking charges. Couldn't block shots like I used to to charge you. So just being able to stay around the game, uh, you know, if a guy can shoot, may not be able to jump as much, but he can, he can make shots, there's a place for you. Be being a star in your role, teaching guys to be a star in their role. Um, that's what I think the game is lacking now. And, uh, you know, there's such an emphasis put on scoring that screen setting, uh, rebounding, is 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 a lost art. How many guys can feed the post? Oh, None. Yes. Why? Because mm -hmm. there's no post up guy game anymore. Right. 
Damon Jones. Damon Jones. One thing before you ask that. One before you yeah. ask me that. Damon Jones played in the NBA. Former real base Cooper. He mm -hmm. played in the league because he could make shots and he could feed the post from anywhere on the floor. That's a great point. That's a great point. D. Jones could do that. You, as a big man, if you had a shorter guy on you in the post, what would you do? I'm a. He gonna get that shoulder. He gonna get that shoulder. I'm going to the basket. I ain't fading. Mm -hmm. I'm not fake. He gonna have to stop me from laying it up on the back. Are you gonna take? Are you gonna have to back him down by five dribbles before you get get the shot? No, nah, because that initial one, he gonna give ground. <laughs> <laughs> that initial bump, he's gonna give ground, Chris. Because I ain't playing no game. I ain't playing no game. Because you you would be a big man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was a real big man. I learned to uh, step out and shoot the ball on the perimeter. Uh, but I, I was, I'm a big man. I was always been a big man. Always, always, always. So just last, last two things. What are your thoughts on like Joel Embiid? It seems like the NBA is getting back to appreciating big men, skilled big men. What are your thoughts on that? Man, Joel Embiid, is he, is he, he's really, he's really good. I, I, they were saying that he was going to be like a team Elijah one coming out of college. You know, he had the injuries that prevented him from playing early. And I didn't see it. But now, you know, in this league, he gets his numbers. He gets a lot of calls, but he's really skilled. Uh, He's making the three on a consistent basis. He passes out of the post really well. Uh, he's able to create his own shot off the dribble. He, Jokic, uh, DeAndre Aiden, they're a little bit more perimeter than I would like to see guys be. Call uh, Anthony Towns, uh, Bam Adebayo. These guys are, are, are able to step out and make threes and put it on the floor, uh, 15, 17 footers, screen and pop. But, I, I mean, I just think, you know, bigger, stronger, faster. If I have a smaller guy on me and I get it in the post, I'm I'm not going to pass it out of the post. They're going to have to double to make me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or you see the guard that penetrates it, he gets all the way to the basket and then he kicks it out for the three. But just, if I've got all the way two feet in the paint below the dotted line, Man, you gonna have to stop me from scoring that basket. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. You know, but you know the the game is more for the European way of thinking. Not so much isolation, extra pass ball, more sets, more playing off the ball, moving without the ball. It's 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 a, it's, it's a lot more fun, more conducive to scoring. Uh, the offensive guy has the advantage, and if you touch him, it's gonna be a foul. So. Guys that shoot the ball well are going to have an opportunity to play on all levels. Whether you're when big, guards, forwards, whatever. Yeah. When college coaches talk to you and say, Herb, why don't you let your guys shoot threes? Or do they say that to you? Are they just know you're the guy for, for mid range and close to the hoop? 
Well, well, I have some guys that can shoot it, but they're they're the only ones that's gonna shoot. We're not gonna experiment on my team, and you know, <laughs> and my thing is the fact that's why I'm in here with these guys. We're gonna work. We're gonna keep working on the things that you do well, and so that you're able to show those in competition. But the things that you don't do so well, we're gonna work on those. But we want to shy away from those until. They become because you're better, a better three-point shooter. We're not going to really have you running screen and rolls and then dribble handoffs until you become a better ball handler, until you can handle the ball with both hands. You know what I mean? Jacob Hudson, he's a, ter a tremendous athlete, uh, but he's he's a lefty, and those of us that know lefties are left-handed. So uh, working with him more on attacking at the same speed going right because he's hesitant when he gets it in that right hand he's got this kind of you know he's no the same explosive if you, you have going left you need to have that going right because then he comes outside you know just the, the things footwork basketball is a game where you use your feet to get in position to use your hand uh I believe that. I, I'm going to take that with me. You know what I mean? Uh, I've never seen a guy with, with with bad footwork be a great player. I've just never seen it. There are guys that play that have bad footwork, but they're not necessarily great players. Right. One last thing. Anything in the first round, first weekend of the NBA playoffs surprise you? Uh... Memphis. Okay. You thought Minnesota Memphis, would have more problems? Uh, well, I, Minnesota's talented, man. Mm -hmm. Minnesota's really talented. Anthony Edwards is tough. Carl uh, Anthony Towns is skilled. One of my former players, Jared Vanderbilt from Victory mm -hmm. Prep High School, uh, is one of the best rebounders in the league. Give me my ball, player. <laughs> Kids trying to steal my ball out of here, Chris. No, just leave it there. I'm going to get – don't walk out of here with it, though, Aiden. Yeah, but that's the thing. I just think with Memphis, uh, I was I was expecting – but I should have known better, Patrick Beverly. He's not going to let John Morant get comfortable. He's not going to let – he's not going to – he's not going to let him get comfortable, man. Not going to let him play his game. While other guys standing there and letting him, you know, walk in the threes and hesitation dribbling the threes, Pat Beverly gonna gamble on that. He gonna he gonna foul out or he gonna get a bunch of steals. You know what I mean? So it's 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 gonna be interesting though. It's wide open this year. It's wide open this year. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it more in the next conversation. But as of right now, April eighteenth, who's your favorite to win the NBA championship? I would I would have to say Phoenix. Okay. I would have to say Phoenix. I think Chris Paul. This is his year. I think this is his year. Devin Booker. He's got a taste of it. He's ready to lead from a scoring standpoint. Chris Paul is going to do what he does. I think DeAndre Aiden is taking a giant leap. Uh, Michael Bridges, probably Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, they just have uh, their their backup point guard uh, Cameron Payne. He's 
rejuvenated in the NBA, found his, found a place in the league. Uh, uh, what's the, the 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 wing? The tough Corey Corey Brewer, not not Corey Brewer. Uh, Corey Crowder. Jay Crowder. No, Corey Crowder is his dad. Yeah. Jay Crowder. I played Corey Crowder, and now we played against each other in Spain. Uh, Jay Crowder. He's a tough wing defender that makes shots. He's able to defend the two, three, and the four position. Um, Javale McGee. Defensively, I, I, yeah, I defensively, I think they're the best team in the league uh, from from uh, top to bottom. And uh, Monty Williams, with uh, what all he's been through uh, with losing his family, I think that you know I just want to see a good man win. Uh, that he's done things the right way. He's a he's a leader of men, and I just want to see him do well. Herb Baker, man, thank you very much. How can people find you on uh, social media, Twitter, all that good stuff? Uh, uh, Herb Baker uh, uh, on on Instagram. Uh, it's First Option Sports. Uh, the number one S T Option O P T I O N Sports. Uh, on Twitter, D uh, underscore Herb underscore Baker. My man, thank you very much. Like I said, we're going to try to do this again a couple of times a month throughout the playoffs. Finish out the work yes, with Chris. the fellas, I, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I got, a, I got a doctor's appointment on this old raggedy hip, man. I'm about to get oh. a hip replacement. So, yeah, I got a doctor's appointment at 3 o'clock. So, I'm, you know, in here getting some work with the fellas. And I'm going to get see about myself so I can try and get in this 50 and up. Oh, okay, man. Well, take care of yourself, man. All right, Chris, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. All right, man. Bye-bye.